Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Switching Stances. I am one of your hosts, Tyler, joined by my good friend, my good buddy, Ollie, aka Gaz. How's it going, mate? It's going well. It's, it's nice to be back so soon. I know. Maybe not the weeks. podcast that we'd like to be back with, but no. we are well, back, I mean, <laughs> nonetheless. It's, it's, it is a mixed bag podcast, I think. Oh, podcast-wise, yeah. Um, You know, there's one of the more horrific MMA stories, maybe all time, to talk mm-hmm. about, which is awful, but I can't help but also feel mostly just very happy, if I'm totally honest with you. Yeah. Um, Because... I won my fight, and that's pretty much, honestly, got to be top five, top ten, best moments of my life. It Mine was too. yours too. Well, even better, <laughs> even better. It was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life, ever experienced in my life, um, and it's something I've just fantasized about happening for nearly a decade. To the point where when it came around, it felt so normal that I felt like I was just playing a role in my head. And it just sort of happened exactly how I wanted it to happen. And I just can't believe it. You know, there's so many times in life, and I'd say it's most of the time in everyone's lives, where we go to do stuff and it never just never just quite works out how you want it to. Even the good things yeah. just never quite works out how you want it to. And maybe it's just not quite as good as you hoped it would be when you have these big things you're working towards. And life can be really fucking disappointing. And it's crazy that I had this big moment in my life and it was just like, could not have gone better. Mm-hmm. Everything was perfect. Exactly how I imagined it going. So, I don't know, man. Like, that definitely helps me feel good on this podcast. Yeah, softens can, the blow. It softens the blow because obviously the greatest mixed martial artist to walk this earth, Alexander the Great Volkanovsky, did not succeed on capturing the lightweight championship on 12 days' notice from the number two pound-for-pound fighter in the world today, Islam Mahachev. Um, It's tough. It's tough. It's really tough. And... You know, you can go watch on this YouTube channel, Switching Tense YouTube channel, my full fight video, plugging myself here. And I'm wearing Volk shorts. Volk championship engage his shorts. I harnessed it. It was the same date, October 21st, 2023. Mm-hmm. I made my debut and I don't know if the MMA gods or something gave me some sort of, of, of special power that I took away. From Alexander Volkanovsky? I don't know. So what That's, we're saying is, it's your fault. It. I'm not... I don't want to say it is, but I'm not willing to say it isn't. <laughs> right, know? okay. I, I cool. don't know. That's certainly... The jury's out about that. The jury's out. Yeah. Undecided. I don't know. I, it, it's concerning. It's concerning. <laughs> If, yeah. If if I had to I don't have know it this way, I I do. <laughs> <laughs> I I can live. <laughs> I I tell you what I couldn't have lived with. I said I was like if if I had lost my fight, come home, gone to bed, a loser, woken up, watched Volk get KO'd in the first round, I would have killed myself. That you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. I just that would have been 
in him like impossible. You know? Um but I was so buzzed. Like we'll get into my fight. I'll, I'll tell the full story. We can break it down mm. in this episode of the podcast, which we will. But I just want to briefly touch on I it was like an hour and a half plus drive away from my house to get to the place where the fight was. It was a long ass fucking day. Same day weigh in, wait in the morning, had to wait around all fucking day. We were, there was 30 fights on this fucking card. It was a full amateur fight card. And then I was co-main event, second last. I was there until they said they'd finish at seven. So I thought I'd be fighting at like 6.30, 6.15. Mm. I was fighting like 8.15. Sweet. 10 a.m. weigh in. 30 fucking fights. Dude, so many fights. That's ridiculous. It was a like it was a big charity event. Okay. And that's, I mean that's cool then. And there was Fair a lot enough. of like and with all due respect like we were the promoter walks in and he goes, Well that was the fight of the night. And I was like, obviously. And like my friends said <laughs> that and they're granted they're my friends, but they're like they sat there for a lot of fights. And they were yeah. like they saw a lot more than I did. And they're like easily. I saw some of the fights, and with all due respect, like you know, credit to everyone who steps in there. Full respect. And a lot of the, there was a lot of like early on, like teenagers, kids. You know what I mean? Like learning yeah. martial arts early in the day, like two in the afternoon, three in the afternoon. Then you got to the evening, and you had like legitimate fights, more more legitimate fights going on. But even then, there sure. were some rough ones. With all due respect, like there was some like it was tough. Um, but we went out there and put on a show, and um, the guy I fought, um, really nice guy. Um, he and I, I think both knew and we said to each other the way and we had to do a face off and we just like, let's put on the show. Eh? We just sort of knew that I could tell by shape, the way he talked, the way he carried himself. I was like, yeah, he's mm. a fucking, he's a good fighter. Yeah. I know how good I am. So I'm like, I reckon we'll fucking blow the roof off. And you know, in a lot of amateur fights, you wear shin pads or even headgear or you have 16 ounce gloves in the, in this case. Not in my case, but in like a lot of the fights cases, all your rounds are a minute and a half. Um, we had the highest sort of limit we can go in an amateur sort of arena where there's no protection. Like obviously we have um, a cup. We had the smallest gloves we can have. We had ten ounce gloves, no shin pads, no hanging, nothing like that. Um, knees, kicks, punches, no elbows. That's for pros. Pro oh, okay. Um, I was wondering. Which I'm all about, to be fair. Because you need I, to the head. I don't need cuts like that no. in my life like i'm not well but also like i'm not going to be a professional i'm not sure. a fucking going to be a world champion i'm 28 years old for god's sakes i do this because i fucking love it it's fun as fuck and i can fight so why yeah. not do it but i'm not gonna be in the ufc or something like that um you know well not with that attitude but i mean i certainly i don't <laughs> want to you know like i get I, I get paid a lot more on the job i have than if i went to the ufc on a bare minimum yeah. contract fuck that shit you know yeah um Anyway, um, yeah, we we had we sort of knew because we're the only fight with that, and then the main event was a boxing fight. So the co-main and main were the only sort of two, I'd say, higher level fights. I don't know how what to, what else to call it. You be the judge, but then you might sure. see them be like, "That's all you got," and I'm like, "Bro, you should have seen some of the other fights." That's all I'm saying. I think you looked good. I think you both looked quite good. No, I know. I thought he so clearly too. came out with the game plan. And he clearly also did. Yes. Like he, he, it was, it was pretty clear that like watching the fight back, he yeah. came out and was like, "This guy's making his amateur debut. Let's just try and put him on the back foot the entire time." Yeah. Like he, he came out heavy and hard. Yeah. And 
ran into what was a Counter Striker, a, yeah. a sneaky Southpaw. Yeah, like it was a lot of just Southpaw fundamentals done very well. It was a lot of straight, you know, um, left straights, lead right hooks. Yeah, dropped him um, with a left straight, and you gave him an eight count with a lead right hook. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how much more Southport can you get? Yeah, it's not. It's true. It's true. It's um. It felt like, I mean, we can get into it if we really want to just start off with this. If we want to want to do it this way, if we want to start high, or do we want to end high? Like, it's that's up to you guys. I feel like. Uh, I feel like we've already started. Okay. I well, feel like we're, we're we're in a well, little bit. Let's now. well, let's go to the beginning of the day then. I feel like. Um, okay. I mean, comparatively, this training camp compared to last, like. Talk about moments meant to be moments, things like that. Um, you know, I had a full eight plus week training camp earlier in the year for a June 10th fight that got cancelled week of. I, um, that was the hard, one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. That was so difficult. Injuries, some personal stuff. Like there was so much going on at the time. The opponent swaps, the mental roller coaster, the pressure I was putting on myself to, be there every single day and train super hard. Plus I obviously have a full-time job on top of that and, and other commitments. And then to do well in the fight, like it was just so hard. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. And then the fight didn't even end up happening. And I still mm. made weight and did everything like that. And what I conquered from that was, I know how, I know what it takes and I know I'm willing yeah. to do whatever it takes. Like you know those, are the, do the prep. those are the things I learned from that. And then I got around to this camp it was way more short notice. It was, I got back from Hawaii, a trip. I was a bit overweight compared to what I normally am. It was five and a half weeks from when I was told the fight was a possibility to the fight happening. Um, and I pretty much, when I got told it, you know, hey, hey, this could potentially have a fight this day to you in. And I was like, fuck yeah, sweet. I was thinking in November, that just meant I didn't have to do a full eight week training camp. I was all about that. I was all for that. I always mm. train. I'm always training. So it wasn't like I was out of shape other than I'd been on holidays for two weeks. So, Probably the first two weeks I went a bit harder with cardio and some fitness stuff. But to be fair, I got that fitness back really fast from the last camp. And I actually passed where I was in the last camp. I didn't have any injuries. Mentally, I was really good. Um, and then I got to fight week. And man, to be honest with you, I don't really remember what I said in last week's podcast. Oh, oh because it wasn't fight week. We recorded the week before. Yeah. I, Dude, I was so chill all week. I was so... I'm an anxious guy, bro. You know that. Yeah. I was yeah. so relaxed all week. You didn't really message calm. me really once, which yeah, was, was a good sign. It was yeah, like, it was. Because I knew, I knew if you messaged me, it would be something's going bad. Either he's pulled out or weight's not going well or you're just fucking anxious. And you didn't really message me during the week yeah. outside of like podcasts up, excited yeah. to fight sort of yeah. thing. I was just in the zone A and I was so busy. Probably one of the worst weeks to pick to fight. I was up at conferences. I I was cutting weight. I was on my feet all day, long days. It was rough. I was feeling, that was the hardest weight cut physically feeling wise I've ever had to. To make the weight was easy. I, I got down on the weight two days before, um, the, the, two days before the fight. Um, so yeah, it was easy in terms of making the weight in terms of how i was feeling worst weight cut i've done because I, I fought yeah. at 75 kilos because it was the same day so 165 pounds um and that sure. was because it was the same day weigh in whereas i could normally cut 72 kilos 70 kilos which is 155 
um, I could get down to that. Um, probably couldn't have on this short notice in terms of diet. I could have got 72, but you know, 70 would have been would have been pushing because I came in a little heavy from holidays. Um, but yeah, anyway, that was smooth. But here's the thing. I did definitely get sick through the week. Nothing bad, but I actually, and I didn't want to message anyone. I only told my girlfriend. I didn't tell anybody until after the fight. I'd had headaches all week. I'd had a sore throat. I was really fatigued. Plus, I was cutting weight. Thankfully, you're training pretty light. So I was just sort of like taking it as it came. Still moving my body, not going too hard. But, and just not worrying about it. Hey, I was just like, well, look, I'm not fighting today. So why worry about how I'm feeling right now? Just sure. get through it. Who knows? Saturday, you might be fine. I got to Saturday, headaches. Not feeling great. Sweet. It wasn't fantastic, but I was also like, I'm not sure if this is more now the weight cut or it's the sickness now. Because I felt like I was like getting better sick wise, but the weight cut was hurting more and it was a bit of a mixed bag. But that was the one good part about my fight being so late is I had more time to rehydrate that rhymed unintentionally. Hmm. Anyway, the, yeah, so I did, I did have a headache. I had dry throat all day but I just didn't want to let it get in my head. I didn't want there to be a built-in excuse in my mind if I didn't perform well. Cause I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. My only goal for this fight wasn't about the win. It wasn't about the loss. It didn't matter about the result. It just mattered that I wanted to in front of my friends and family, in front of my teammates, in front of my coach, be able to perform well and be proud of how I perform. Not what I see everyone's first fight. I've been, a, I've cornered teammates first fights. I've seen so many people's first fights. They come out hard. They, the adrenaline dumps, they gas out. They don't fight well. Everyone's like, Oh, that minute and a half round felt like an eternity. Oh, like you have a game plan. It all goes out the window. I was like, fuck that. I'm not fucking 19. Have my first fight. I'm 28 years old. I've been through fucking hard shit in my life. I'm mentally tough as shit. I'm mm. not going to have that problem. I will get in there and I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm not going to adrenaline dump. I'm not, I would, that's what I wanted. I was what I told myself and I stayed calm all day. I napped. I relaxed. I just, even waiting around you around all this nervous energy, I just kept it relaxed. I went in my coach's car, put the seat down, turned it on, had the air con rolling just cause it was like 33 degrees Celsius. It was hot as shit. Um, and I just had a nap in the car, kept cool, didn't let my heart rate go up, didn't worry too much, sat with my girlfriend and friends to watch some of the fights earlier, like just didn't try to pump myself up too early. Then like two hours, more than two hours before the fight, I see my opponent, his shirt's off, headphones in, pacing around the room. I'm like, I'm going to have another nap. Like I just was chill and I could tell I was like, he's nervous. Yeah, he, he came up to me at the way and introduced himself to me. He's like, "Oh, you Tyler, yeah." And he was like, "I was trying to trying to see you on Facebook, see how tall you were, blah blah, blah and all this sort of stuff." And we had a little chat. It was like it was all you know, very respectful, very nice. Um, and then uh, he he said, "I was like, oh, hey, you feeling feeling good?" He's like, "Yeah, feeling good, feeling good, all good." Um, didn't sleep super great last night. You know how it is. And in my head, I'm Ooh. like, fuck, I slept like a baby, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Like I didn't say that to him. I was like, yeah, man, I get it. Cause obviously I, most people would, I didn't know what was wrong with me. I started getting freaked <laughs> out. Cause I'm like, dude, normally I'm, I'm, I'm a warrior. Why am I not stressed? Why am I not worried? I just felt like, I'm like, man, I've imagined this a million times in my brain for so long. I've never had anything in my life that I've imagined this much. And then the opportunities happening, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. So I'm like, man, this just felt like so familiar in my mind. And then 
my coach hates worrying a bit with amateur fights about dumb shit. Like he's like, I wasn't even going to tell you they were asking for walkout songs. They can give you whatever song. It doesn't matter. You should be worrying about that as an amateur. And I'm like, he doesn't get me in that way of like, no, I do care about the walkout song because I care about everything. Cause if I'm just worrying about just the fight, just the fight, just the fight, I'm not having fun. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I've, I didn't just imagine in my brain for 10 years, fighting someone i imagined what it would feel like to walk in a cage and experience the energy behind the scenes warming up experience the walkout experience seeing people looking around the cage getting the getting the announcement then fighting then afterwards i imagined everything so i'm like nah Hmm. fuck that i'm enjoying all of it i picked the perfect walkout song that i wanted this fire by kills engage i'd always imagine that song and I just enjoyed it. You'll see it in the fight video. I'm walking around the cage. I even look at the camera and I give it like a snarl look because I'm playing to it. To me, I'm like, I'm performing. This is my chance to just perform and have yeah. fun. And I and I said, and I didn't really care about the result. It wasn't about the win or the loss. And we we're standing outside the cage waiting to go in, waiting for the other fight to sort of wrap up. And I said, I turned around to my corner, my mates Vic and, and, and Yachty, and I said to them both, I said, boys, fuck this i want to win i said fuck this i want to win because mm. i was out there and i felt great like sure there, don't get me wrong there were nerves there were worrying thoughts yeah. i was more like the the worst case scenario thoughts going ahead not as much about getting knocked out more about like getting seriously injured like broken bones like checking a kick know, or something checking a kick something going wrong where like then i like struggle to go to work the next week like fucking up your yeah. life for the next few weeks like those are the sorts of things that cross your mind the nerves crept in but i used people always tell you use the nervous energy use the nervous energy and every time anyone's told me that i try i try try to use the nervous energy but in mm-hmm. this case i didn't try to use the nervous energy i just used it I just made the choice. I was on the phone to one of my best friends, David Jerome, who couldn't, who's working in Melbourne, couldn't make the fight. He calls me in the morning of the fight and I told him, I'm like, bro, I'm not, I don't feel, I feel neutral. I'm not scared about this fight. I'm not nervous about it. But I also, I'm not like pushing, putting pressure on it. Like I got to win, I got to win either. I just feel neutral. And he goes, when you feel neutral, Tyler, you get to decide how you feel. And I decided, I was like, well, I'm deciding I'm going to have fun. That's what I'm deciding. And when I was out there deciding to have fun, I was like, you know what? I'm going to decide to win. I'm going to decide <laughs> to win. And then I walk into the cage. I take it and I run around. I do some jumps to get that fast switch muscle moving. I listen to my coach. I did everything he told me to do. I then just start moving around a little. His music starts playing. I'm like, that's a good song. I just start jamming to that. Like, And by that point, he's now switched on. You know, he's got head tattoos, he's tatted up, he was shorter than me, but he was dense, he was muscly, muscly, mm. like, strong, and, like, scary-looking guy. Like, to be fair, you saw him on the street, you'd pro- and if he gave you some snarl looks, you'd be like, oh, shit, you know? Do you know Do you know how old he was? 31, so he's three okay, years old. Okay, I was going to say, he looked 30s. Yeah, he was 31, so he's three years older than me, um, or thereabouts, I think. Um, yeah. And then... He's giving me this dead eyes, like across the cage, these dead eyes, like staring into my soul, trying to like, you know, intimidate me. And I'm just smiling at him. I was just like, fuck off, bro. Like, I am <laughs> not scared of you at all. 
and I was just like, let's go, let's have fun. And I also I'm like, mate, I know you're nervous. I know that's fake. I know you're a nice guy. You know, like I was like, whatever, yeah. you're just trying to pump yourself up. That's not for me. That's for you. You're pretending. And I just, in my head, I'm like, he's pretending. He's pretending to be pumped. And then, and my coach said, and I, and I knew it in my head. I'm like, he's going to come out really fast. He's going to come out really fast. I'm like, let him come out fast. Let his stamina bar just drop, 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 drop. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. Um, mm-hmm. The other important thing I did, because I am primarily a Southpaw, I'm right-handed, right-footed, naturally orthodox. I learned Southpaw, developed Southpaw. That's my main stance because people fucking hate it. Um, <laughs> and it works really well. And I've developed a style that's just based on being Southpaw with the mix of also being able to switch stances. There's a reason this show is called Switching Stances. And that's because this guy switches fucking stances. Like that's <laughs> how I fight. So in the fight, I did just that. But... My coach said, in the stare down, Tyler, I want you to stand orthodox. And I stood orthodox. Every time I shadow boxed, I was orthodox. All the warm-ups behind the scenes, because they just had a slight wall that you could see over between the blue corners, red corners. So they could watch you warming up. And they had a huge team of fighters there. They had like seven people fighting on that card from their gym because they were local. Mm. Um, And I just did everything orthodox. Didn't do any Southpaw backstage. Because we wanted them to think I was orthodox. And my coach goes, I want you to come out orthodox. So I come out orthodox. And I didn't mm-hmm. switch till within the first exchange. And then I, and you see in the fight, the fight starts, he comes out hot. And then I switch stances in it while blocking the shots against the cage. And then I turn him from Southpaw. And then I just start teeing off. And that's the fight. And as soon as I step back from that adrenaline exchange, from that first exchange, and I, and I, that was the first sort of moment I'm like, shit, I'm in the fight. There was no mm. panic on me. I, I was waiting for that moment because I'm like, that's when I know how I'm going to feel. In that first moment, will I be panicking? Will my heart rate be super high? Will I be like, holy shit? No, man. It felt like sparring. It didn't feel any bigger or crazier. He didn't hit me harder. There was adrenaline, obviously, in terms of like he was kicking me with no shin pads on. And I just felt like nothing. Felt like, who cares? Um, mm. And he landed a few good shots for me in the first round. But other than that, like I felt like I controlled it mostly and got a good rhythm going. Then I really got the rhythm going in the second round and then only just snowball effect from there. Controlled all the rounds, won all three rounds, unanimous decision. Um, got the win, bro. Um, I put yeah. up the fight video. You've seen the fight. I really, like we've talked about it in bits, but I'd love to know sort of you watching it, your reaction, your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I thought you looked good and controlled which was great because he was trying to break that from you like obviously his game plan was put this amateur guy on the back foot try and not blow him out the water per se but he wanted to keep you backed up unable to lead the exchanges yeah and just break you over time yeah and what you did a very good job at is countering him on that you know, yeah. he'd, he'd step in with something and you just pop off the left straight and angle off. Or you'd pop off a knee and then angle off. And then you'd faint the knee and switch your stance. And it was all very cohesive like yeah. that. And yeah. round one, round one, there was a little bit of like the o- like the only thing that I I remotely like looked at and was like, oh, that was dangerous. Was there was a couple times that you tried to kick on the back foot and because he was just wading forward. Yeah, he like managed Woodland to get shots inside of the that. High kicks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but I but the the lucky thing was I noticed it too, and you noticed yeah. I'd stop throwing the high kicks until probably the third round. Yeah. By which time, 
by which time he'd he, sort he of was slower. to crumble a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like because he knew that he if he if he went in, he was gonna get hit, and if he stayed at range, you were gonna kick him. Yeah. Because round two you bring out the body kicks properly. Which is was that something between rounds? It was, it was it was. There was two things my coach called for between rounds. He said your body kicks really good from Southport. More of that. That's the first mm. thing he said to me in the corner. Um, so I was like, sweet, easy. I found them in my head when he said that. I was like, yeah, I agree with you. That's a great point. Because um, yeah. I was doing it, but not thinking about it as much. Because in that first round, there was a lot of just instincts going into yeah. it. And then when I was comfortable, then I started thinking about things. And in that second round, I really found that rhythm and being able to really think and take in what was going on in the fight and use my fight IQ, which I don't think a lot of people in their first fight ever get to do or are calm mm. enough to do. You know, I've, I, you know, I showed a lot, a lot of people were there and teammates and shown a lot of, um, experienced guys, the footage and they're like the thing everyone keeps saying to me is they can't believe it's my first fight in terms of how I controlled it in terms of how mm. calm I was. And, you know, like I did some dumb shit in that second round for fun, like that I'd just been doing in training camp. I went Philly stance and then every, every sparring session, whole camp, every drilling, I would go Philly stance. I would do like this uppercut back fist with my jab to come under mm-hmm. their guard to open them up. And then I just do a left cross and I was landing it, bro. All training camp <laughs> for fun, for shits and giggles. And I said to everyone on fight week, I was like, I'm 100% going to throw that in the fight. Cause I just reckon it'll land. Um, Cause people just don't expect it. And in the second round, I do that. It's my, one of, one of my favorite parts of the whole fight. When I watch it back is that part. I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm so glad I got to do that. And when I did that, my coach told me after the fight and you hear him yelling in the fight, he goes, that's it. Um, loosen up. Um, but he said to me afterwards, he goes, he's like, Oh, there's that sexy boxing. He's like, when you were doing that, I knew you were comfortable. I knew you must've been like comfortable to be thinking about, let's do some fun shit. Let's like flow with it. And he, I think he worried way less and just knew I was good in there and he could really give me um, pointers. But yeah, in between rounds, the main thing was the body kick and then start. Um, a lot of what we worked on was um, switching stances within the combination. So throwing a jab switching. or a double jab and then yeah. with the left cross stepping, stepping like through. walking. So you'll hear him say, walk, walk. And I'd be then step in with the left cross and then throw a right kick, whether it's to the body or throw a right hand or a right hook, like throw some like, step into the, into the stance, which is through the shots to cover distance and, and land some good shots in there. So I tried a couple of times. I probably only landed one or two good ones of that, but nothing is good. Like I worked on a lot of that in camp and it was looking amazing. Um, I thought, and it didn't quite land that way in the fight, but, um, my left body kicks always something I'm working on. Um, but probably not as much as I was doing it within the fight. It just was something that in the fight came up and was working well. And we, we mm. noticed and then used, and he wasn't able to adjust to, I was landing that body kick all day, all sure. day. Um, and even got some teeps in there as well in the second round. Um, yeah, but I feel like, and it wasn't until I showed, um, one of the guys at our gym, Al, um, very experienced guy hasn't fought in a few years. He's had a lot of injuries. He's um, I think he's in his early thirties now too, but he's been fighting since he was 15. I showed mm. it to him and he was big um, like mental coach for me through this camp. Cause he's always downstairs in the weights gym because he's, he had knee surgery six months ago. So he's not um, up, upstairs in the martial arts training or anything. He's just, you know, recovering. And 
I would always go down after sessions and talk to him about how I was doing and he'd give me tips, advice, nutrition, things like that, mental work, things to think about. It was really helpful. And I showed mm. him I showed him the fight and he goes, that's where the fight changed. And I'm like, where? And he goes, it's halfway through the second round. So in the second round, I throw um, like a cross and then I do a switch like right leg kick. I was doing that a lot. That's my bread, one of my bread yeah. and butter combinations. I throw the my leading shots, actually the cross. And then I step out and whether it's a left hook or a left, like a lead hook or a lead jab, but that's just to cover the eyes and land that, that lead leg kick on the outside. I landed it and then I went to a second time, but I was going to go high with the kick and then I slipped, but I still caught it. Like the kick slapped him right in the face and then he got really pumped up from it and slammed his gloves together. And he was like, yo, come on. And Algos me, in that moment, in my head, I thought he was just like pumping himself up because I had got him with the shot. But Algos, no, I think he thought you were being silly and he's got you now. But then he sort of starts chasing you around and you step back and you hit him with a count. You stop right before the cage, straight left, right hook. Mm-hmm. And you duck two shots and I wobbled him. And I didn't notice until he pointed out. He's like, you wobbled him right there. He literally stands stood still. And then I stood there, realized for a second that he's still... And then I just started throwing hooks on him, grab him, and then I throw two body knees. And yes. after that, the fight was over. I controlled ease. Like, the, like he had no real pressure on me for the rest of the fight after that. he was. I gassed him in that combination. I rocked him in that combination. And it showed him he couldn't just keep coming forward. That was the moment. And I realized that. You watch that fight back. I was controlling and I was winning, but it was competitive-ish still first Hmm. round and a half i land that combo then i get the flurry on him land the two knees after that the second the rest of the second round and all of round three all me not really in any danger whatsoever that yeah it it very much gets to the point where he's and i guess it makes sense if it was from a counter yes it was yeah that he stops having confidence in coming in like in his engaging he stops having like actual confidence moving forward and so he'll he'll sort of visibly bite down and throw something and you're just there and loose and ready to counter yeah can i throw the video at you and you can see it at 627 if you go from there that's the turning point moment i think um let me have my of phone. the fight of the fight and that's when i start loosening up as well um and throw like a few fun shots. Let me know when you're up to it. Yeah, bear with. Okay. Um, 627. Yeah, 627. Cool, I'm on 622. Okay, let me know. Right. Right hand. Uh, sorry, left hand. Left hand to the body. Left so the hand, ki- right kick. And then you back up. Yeah, okay. That's the moment. Yeah, Watch that. His, Watch his him wobble. Feet will go funny. Yeah, and then yeah. I that combo. I didn't notice that, that either. That was it. That's the game changing moment, bro. That's the game changing moment. I he chases me down. I step back and I wobbled him. Bang, bang. His legs wobble. Just start flurrying. He and clinches. Then you grab him. He yeah. As soon as he covered up, I was like, sweet. Two knees to the body. That was it. The rest of this I, fight, bro was all me. Look at him wobbling around afterwards. He was and exhausted. It, the knees do look like the beginning of a finishing sequence. Like yeah. I, I, if you if I couldn't see how long the video went on from there, I would assume that's where it ends. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, he's wobbling around for the rest of this round. I was all in control of this and then I throw that and watch this Philly like you go to 7 minutes. 7 minutes. 
and then I land right there. And you uh, you watch me change to the Philly, the Sean Strickland, boom, and then they're up and all day, all day, left body, and he's still sort of trying to recover, but he is gassed out of his mind, bro. He had he was just swinging at that point, Mm. and that was all me. That was all me from there. That was just total control. total control for the rest of that round um i can't quite remember do you want between round two and three because i was like relatively tired but like yeah all good i was i wasn't gassed by any stretch of the imagination like my hand my arms weren't gassed my legs weren't gassed i was fine to throw hard kicks hard punches for the next round my Mm. cardio was like thank god like fitness wise man fittest i've ever been like i was fit as fuck wasn't the lightest or maybe the leanest i've ever been but i was the fittest um and all i remember in between rounds two and three was my coach marcus saying to me tyler you're winning and when he said that i was like holy fuck i'm comfy i'm two rounds in i'm winning i just have to win this round right now and i've done it i've lived my dream so what I said to myself was, I'm going to fuck him up this round. That's when I just, I was like, I actually feel like I turned up my pace in the third round. Just a little bit. Like, I felt like I slowed down a bit in round two. Yeah, I took control at the end technically, yeah. But like, I do feel like I had a little less oomph in some of my shots. But in the third round, I'm like, nah, that oomph is back. So he tries to get a kick off early and I'm like, nah, bro. Right kick to the leg, left kick to the body. And then I just start getting to work for the rest of this round. And I knock him down um, sort of off balance shot very early into the third round too. So I just felt like I was like, okay, yeah, this is still all me. And I just felt like I was like, okay, it's only a matter of time. It was partly to me, like, just keep going, just keep doing exactly what you're doing, Tyler. And the two minutes will end quickly. Like it won't last much longer. And then that's it. The fight's yours. I just felt like I couldn't lose by this point, if that makes sense. His shots weren't hurting. Like, he landed a few good punches in the first round that were like, I was like, woo, okay, we're in a fight. But second round, nothing. Third round, nothing again. Like, his shots had lost all their power. I wasn't worried about getting finished, if that makes sense. Mm. And then I sort of, you watch me steer him in at about 9.05. I steer him in around with the lead jab to get that hook, to get that hook that wobbles him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I steer him around the corner. We're at 905, steer around, jab, steer around, jab, left cross, hook, done. See you later, mate. And by that point, I was like, okay, we're done here. We are absolutely well and truly done here. All my fight, just keep him off me. My coach was yelling for a jab head kick and I wouldn't throw it. And I felt like at the time how I felt in the first round where when I did throw the head kick, he was coming in. And I still felt like in spite of me winning this fight and feeling like I was dominating, controlling it, he was, he did not give up, man. He was still coming forward. He was still fighting. He was still there getting in my face. And I just felt like if I did throw the head kick, he would come in and throw a shot. And I was like, I can just keep doing what I'm doing and not getting hit and win. So I'm just going to do that. Whereas I think my coach thought I could get a finish. So he was like, jab head, jab head. And I did like, I was thinking, I was looking for it, but I couldn't see what he was seeing. He told me I needed to just commit to the jab and go for it. In my head, I'm like, I just didn't think I had the opportunity to get it without getting hurt. And I didn't see the sure. point in getting hit when I had the fight won. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a rescue one. 
But yeah. I like again, he obviously occasionally knows what he's saying. So yeah, and and it's true. And have there been regrets where I'm like, I wonder what would have happened if I'd just listened and done that. But I won the fight. Unanimous yeah, decision. And it wasn't so. close. No, no, I don't. I didn't feel like it was. You know, I think at the time I felt like it was close until between the second and third round, when my coach said, "No, you're winning," and I was like, "Yeah." I knew I was winning, but I still thought it was like I was winning closely. Yeah, I mean, like you're on the back foot for a lot of it. He's coming forward for a lot of it. So I could, yeah. I guess, like in terms of pace. Yeah, I knew the second round. I was like, for sure, second yeah. round was me. But to me, I was like, what if the judges gave him the first round? Because I couldn't tell. Looking back, I'm like, okay, I feel like I still clearly won the first round, but it was yeah. the closest round. Fair. But in the cage, I'm like, I don't know. What if they give it to him? Muay Thai scoring can be weird. Punches don't mean as much as leg kicks. So I was like, I just don't know. And then when he said I was winning, I was like, well, I just need to do what I did in the second round again to guarantee I at least get two rounds. Mm. But then looking back, I'm like, well, I I think I'd won all the rounds anyway. But so anyway, but there it is. I won the fight. Um, Super respectful. We had a good chat afterwards. He wanted to come train with me. We got photos together. Nice guy. Family was nice. And I put in the video me sort of giving his family like fist bumps when I left. They were really lovely. Um, uh-uh. and then went to my team. I added some bonus footage because I just wanted to, I had some great footage of after the fight that I wanted to put in because partly, yeah, you guys get to see it, but this gets to be a video I can go back on forever and it's not just a fight. It's also, I captured the mm. moments that I got to experience and I get to just watch it all in one video package, including like seeing my girlfriend for the first time leaving and her just being like, holy shit. Like she knows better than anyone what I've gone through to get here and how much it means to me. So to have mm. her there and you listen to that video, it's what I love is Jared's filming. So commentary is just Jared and <laughs> yeah. my girlfriend Tegan screaming at the top of her lungs. She was so loud. If you're wondering who's screaming, it's like Eddie Alvarez's wife. It's it's it's, it's Tegan. <laughs> That's a very harsh comparison. No, I'm just joking. Oh, she doesn't get it, so she won't she won't hate me for saying that. Oh, no, okay. no, she wasn't that. She wasn't that. I loved it. I thought it was so great. Um, she was like, oh, "I'm sorry, I was so loud," and I was like, "Nah, that was fucking awesome." Are you kidding me? Mm. Um. Yeah, I had a lot of support. It was so special. Um, and the crowd seemed to love it. Um, and everyone was saying how loud it was. The promoter came in, said it was fight of the night at the end. Um, the ref, um, like afterwards, I definitely knew I'd won the decision too. Like if I had any doubt on myself, the ref gave me a look because he was in his corner sort of being consoled a little bit by his team and coaches. And I was just walking around the cage. My coach took my gloves off. I was just taking in the moment. And I look at the ref and the ref just gives me the look of like, nice work, <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. And then I was yeah. like, yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. And then the promoter or one of the organizers came in and he just goes, clinical. That's all he said. He goes, clinical. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And the ref, to be fair to him, like before they even announced Red Corner 1, he was already lifting my hand. So like it was just that's how if it, it couldn't get much clearer yeah. than a decision like sure. that. Um so that was really, really, you know, special for me. And, um, yeah, it was fucking awesome. I'm just glad. Yeah. I'm glad it happened. I'm so, yeah. I'm so glad it happened. It's just, um, one of the best experiences of my entire life. I definitely, I wasn't sure if this would be one and done for me, depending on maybe not how it went, win or loss, but how I felt in there. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I conquered all fear and doubt that was ever in me and now i'm like oh i could do that again no worries i wasn't even like 
it's not like I feel like a lot of fighters who their first fight, they whether they won or lost, the adrenaline dump happens. They didn't fight their normal fight. They need to get used to being in the cage. So they need to fight again. Yeah. It takes them a few fights to get them. Like, I've already conquered that first fight. Mentally, I was there. I do a lot of mental training too. I meditate every day. I focus a lot of my mental training, my mindset. So, and being a bit older helped too. So I feel like going into another fight, there won't be any doubt. There won't be any fear because I've already conquered that. It'll just be, let's have fun. Because I'm not certainly not afraid of like losing or getting knocked sure. out. No. So any of the other shit doesn't matter. And I'll always have that I won a fight. So yeah. I don't have any like pressure of like, I don't want everyone to think I'm shit. Because part of me, man, first fight... I, t- I train every day and I've got to tell my friends and family, I can't drink. I can't come to this. I can't do this thing. Oh, where am I? I'm training, I'm training, I'm training. And then they show up and I suck. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like, what? why is Tyler wasting his fucking time and not like living his life? The fact I got yeah, to right. show them that, that meant a lot to me too, to be like, guys, I, I care about this. Is this is what I've been working I work on. really hard. Yeah. I'm good at this. This matters to me. And they all saw that. And my friends were like, even like my friends' wives, like some of my close friends, they hate fighting and they were like, we can't wait for your next one. That was so much fun. That was so cool to see you <laughs> in there doing that. Like they loved it. My brother was telling me tonight, he was like, dude, no, it was so fun. Like it was hard waiting for ages to watch your fight, but it made it so worth it when you came out. Like it was so cool. And yeah, mm. like having friends that don't watch fighting come and then look at me like, so who the fuck are you? They just know me as a dickhead friend of theirs. They don't <laughs> see me like this. They've never seen me do this. So yeah. for a lot of them, it was like a bit of like a weird eye-opening moment of, holy fuck, what the fuck is yeah. Tyler doing? So anyway, that's, yeah, I guess my ramble on that. Did you have any sort of other thoughts or feelings or what was your feelings beforehand? Because I messaged you immediately after I got my phone um, to let you know how it went. Yeah, well, I, I messaged you the night before, like... Good luck. Hope everything's gone okay. Hope you've weighed yeah. in okay. You weighed in fine. Um, and I was like, message me as soon as you're done. I want immediate feedback. Yeah. We're not yeah. lost. Just let me know so I don't have to wake up and not have anything. Yeah. And I woke up and there was nothing on my phone. And I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, because we were I, running I late. So... We were running way later than we were supposed to. I felt absolutely no nerves in the build up to the fight. Yeah. But when I woke up and I didn't have a message, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. What if something's oh, happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, what yeah. if he's fucking, like, hurt himself badly? Or, because I'm sure, even if it was just, like, a, a disappointing decision or whatever, yeah. You'd, you'd still message me. Yeah, exactly. And you, you said when you, the night before, you were like, oh, I'll probably fight in, like, seven hours' time. That's sort of when we're looking at. Yeah, true. And I it, did, I did like have a, a pretty good, bit good idea. Yeah. It had been a bit longer than that, so I was like, oh, fuck, he should have fought by now. Like, by quite a way. Yes. And obviously, it, it overran, so, like, that follows. Yes, um, yeah, exactly. But then you messaged me, and you were like, oh, I won, bro. Decision, smashed him, like, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that that was fucking, I mean, that was fucking great, obviously. Yeah. Um. And then I helps. sort of sent you some shitty yeah. angles from, like, iPhones of of the yeah. fight because i didn't have any of this video that i release now um yeah because they were on like good cameras and sd cards and stuff um mm. but it was good just to show i'm like oh this is sort of how it looked this is sort of what happened i gave you a brief run and then i called you because you'd i got yeah. back to my phone and you'd message me being like hey what's happened 
And then yeah. I was like, shit, I just want to let you know I won because obviously so much was happening. I went back, yeah. like, hugged all my friends and family. We Then I just went with my coach and my team and we all ran up to the fighters area. They cut off my, like, hand wraps and stuff. We had a quick debrief and a chat. Um, yeah. And then I grabbed my phone. I text you. And then after a while, I'd sort of gone back down. I'd um, talked to my opponent. I'd taken photos with my friends and all this sort of stuff. And then... I was like, you haven't fucking responded to me. So I called you because I was like, I wanted to know what you thought. I wanted your reaction as well. So um, then I called you and and just was like, oh, I'm all good, dude. Just let you know I'm sweet. Because I also do think to myself, shit, you've messaged being like, what's happened? You're probably worried as well. <laughs> like I could tell you're worried I because I'd be worried too if I were you. I'd be like, well, yeah. fuck, he should have fought by now. Is he okay? Um, so I just was like, I'm going to call you just so hopefully you see it sooner pick up and know i'm all good because you had to yeah. respond to some like maybe it just isn't looking at his phone right now but maybe i don't think i got notifications for it yeah i think okay. i just that just didn't come through so i just assumed nothing had come through yeah yeah well um yeah there was that and then it was just yeah my he kicked me a lot in the leg i'll give him that he didn't land a lot of punches yeah. in my face but he kicked me a lot in the leg which at the time, must say, didn't hurt. I walked out of the cage, turned everyone, I was so smug. <sighs> Nothing hurts, I'm sweet. My coach hmm. laughs. My coach starts laughing at me. He goes, yeah, whatever, bro. Wait 10 minutes. Not 10 minutes later, <laughs> we're up there. I'm like, oh man, boys, my legs really hurt, eh? Like, <laughs> and then I was limping around the rest of the night um, and very gingerly walking on Sunday. But I was back at wrestling training at five o'clock Monday. Um, so... And then at training again, at fighters training again, tonight's Tuesday. Um, so less than 48 hours later, I was back in the gym training. So I wasn't that bad. I was all good. Nah. No head, no head knocks, which is like best case scenario for a fight. One to perform really well, but also no head trauma really at all. Like a couple yeah. of shots, sure, but really nothing bad. Yeah. And, and also time off about. And also important to me too, because again, not a professional, not trying to be a world champion here. He's okay too. My opponent and I both uninjured, both get to go home safe, sound to our family and friends. Very happy about that. Very happy yeah. he's safe. Very happy I'm safe. Obviously, he's a bit worse for wear than me. But sure. I also like that it was three rounds and I got to win dominantly. I feel better about that than I didn't need to knock him out. I didn't need that. Like, yeah. I still got all the moments I needed. I didn't need to fucking really harm a guy. So yeah, I like the comes, way it was it comes, run. But like, I thought it was yeah. refed really well, personally as well. I thought it was refed yeah. really, really well. He was a great ref. Yeah, I, I was quite impressed that he noticed the when you hooked him. I think he'd, he'd seen of... that I'd heard him a few times, so I think he was just a bit more oh, like no. he's been yeah. hit a lot because I had by that point hit him a lot. So I think yeah. when he when I wobbled him and hit him really hard, because to be fair, in that second round was probably just as bad of a wobble when you look at it. And I think he let it go and thought to himself, maybe I should have got in. So I think he might have been a bit more like, if it happens again, I'm going to jump in straight away. Because if it's happened twice or three times, you know what I mean? That's yeah. just what I'm in my head, I think. But I saw his eyes roll back and the ref was looking at him like I was too. So I think he and I both saw it. You watch my reaction when I landed. My eyes go, oh. And it wasn't like, I literally, you look at my face, I was sort of worried. Because I was like, oh. And it was when Especially I realized if you feel like you're sparring, obviously you know you're fighting, but like you yeah, I've never like had like exactly. It felt to me like sparring. People were like, again, I'd had friends that fought that said they're minute and a half rounds. Like I fought two minute rounds, 
And they were telling mm. me a minute and a half around to your first fight. Oh, it'll feel like an eternity. You'll be gassed. Mate, it felt like normal two-minute sparring rounds. It felt like whatever. Two minutes felt like two minutes to me. You know? Mm. Like, I I really just felt calm in there, hey? So I think when I saw his eyes roll back and wobble him, I was like, sweet. But I was also like, oh, shit. I definitely yeah. heard him. So I was totally fine with the ref jumping in there. Obviously, I was I moved forward and the ref jumped in. But I definitely... Like, I could have thrown... What I should have thrown, really, was another cross. Jab, mm. cross, hook, cross. But I'd just throw the hook, heard him, and just left him. But I'm like, I could have finished him if I'd just thrown another cross. Mm. But it didn't need to happen. No. It didn't need to happen. I still, no. got a, I still got a standing eight. Still got a big shot off. Everything I could have wanted to happen, happened. Dream come true. What can I say, Gaz? It's just... Fuck. It was just so cool. So, there was, you had thought about November returning. Yeah. I assume next year is what you're looking at. Yeah, looking at next year. Realistically. Yeah, I was looking at one like five weeks from now. Another one. Well, so the original date I was looking at. And that's yeah. all still on the table for me to have another fight. And I said, no. Yeah. Because I, again, have a full-time job and friends and family and girlfriend and a life i've yeah. dedicated my whole year to this sport i tried yeah. to get two fights in i did everything i could to get two fights in yeah and now i've done really three training camps because the start of the year i did a training camp with three of my teammates and cornered all three of them for their fights and i was just with them every single day through their training camp i did all mm. the training for it then i had my own one the, everything that could go wrong went wrong again it was a i took take that as my lesson training camp my worst case scenario training camp get that out of the way so then i had this one everything went smooth fire went smooth i dedicated and i said to myself at the start of the year because i love my running i've done my marathons and triathlons and things like that in the past i did think i might maybe i should do a full like full marathon this year all that sort of stuff and i said to myself in january i said no i'm just giving everything i can give to the sport this year if I only get one fight, I only get one. But I, if I can get more, I will try to get more. I'm giving myself the full year, just this sport. Mm. Whatever I can achieve, I'll achieve. Whether it's two fights, three fights, one fight, whatever I can. As long as I get one, at least. So, I did that. Yes, we've got two more months. I could do another. But I just... Man, I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm still showing up at the gym every day. Yeah. But if I feel tired, I want to have the ability to have the night off. When you're in training camp, you have to be there every day. Yeah. So, I want to have that ability to have the night off. I want to be able to drink a fucking glass of wine or a beer. I want to be yeah. able to take a Friday night with just my girlfriend or my friends or work colleagues and have a drink, eat a pizza. So again, not a professional, not a world champion. I want to be able to live a normal life as well. So that's my decision. I definitely want to fight again at this yeah. stage. Um, and I'd be looking March, April next year, like train, but enjoy my freedom for the rest of the year. January, get back to full on, you know, full gear training again mm. and then gear up towards a fight March, April. That's my, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's a good plan. Yeah. yeah. Are you thinking two next year? If, I mean, yeah. obviously it's too early to say, but like, yeah, I mean, I would, I'm I'm sure I, would I would say that, I'd say that's a very reasonable thing, if not three. I'd say yeah. three would be a big ask, more of like with my rest of my life and other things I've got going yeah. on. Yeah. It's not impossible, but a big no. ask. Um, then I would say, I'd say two is the most likely case scenario. 
minimum one, but I'd say two's what I'd aim for. One in March, April, then maybe one September time. Um, and then, you know, six months apart. Let's say I did March, then I did September. You know, I get a bit of time in between both fights to yeah. live a, lot, a bit of life and have a bit of freedom. And they're good times of year as well. Fight right before my birthday in September. Um, yeah. And then enjoy christmas and all that sort of shit and the end of the year sort of stuff that goes on yeah um with your you know your friends and stuff so yeah i think that's that's perfectly reasonable and then the year after that i turn 30 and i don't think i'll do any fighting once i'm 30 to be honest i might i mean i might it's never say never i'm way too you know what i mean like yeah i might be so obsessed with it by that point it's like no fuck that i can just keep going i'm only 30 but it was more of just like i should probably be focusing on other things in my life you know yeah, fair enough. And my future. And, you know, spend maybe more time getting life stuff sorted. House, family. You know, you know, what yeah. I mean, career, those sorts of things that I do do well, but obviously this takes a lot of time and dedication. So you've got to come yeah, you're away from somewhere ways. else. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So anyway, very, very, um, very, very happy. Very, yeah, very happy. Same. Um, yeah, so... Um, and I appreciate your, your support. And I, um, I do wonder, cause like everyone I felt like of my friends there were confident in me, but I think mm. I shocked everyone. I shocked my coach. I shocked my teammates and everyone of how well I went in terms of like how calm I was and controlled I was for the fight. Right. The only yeah. person that wasn't surprised of everyone that was there was Jared. Mm. He was just like, yeah, bro. I wasn't nervous at all. I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. And I, in my head, I'm like, I knew I was going to do that. I was like, why is everyone so surprised? Jared was, and he goes, well, you told me, and I just knew. You kept telling me. You did exactly what you told me you were going to do. I kept yeah. telling him, like, I just, every time I talk about it, I can remember it. I'd be like, dude, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I'm just going to fuck, I'm just going to mollywop a guy. I just feel like first fight, if I'm up against a guy to the first fight, I'm like, I just don't think they'll have anything for me. That's how what I kept saying to him. And I feel like mm-hmm. that was the case. Yeah. Uh, though I do wonder, you're some, but he's very educated. Watch a lot of fighting. You're way more educated in fighting. You watch a lot of fighting. You've seen me, Jared's seen me train. He's seen me spar. You've seen footage of me training and sparring and all that sort of stuff. Were mm-hmm. you worried? What were your sort of thoughts before what, before the fight? Yeah, in your honest thoughts, because obviously you're, you're going to lie to me if you had any doubts beforehand. <laughs> no, I, I honestly didn't. Um, I, I I did your other fights because you were injured, because there was shit going on outside of it, that I was like, it concerned me because maybe, I don't know, saying you weren't in the right headspace is wrong because you totally were ready to go in there and fight. Yeah. But there but you're was probably things, right too. Yeah. There were things going on that made me like, oh, this is, you know, maybe yeah. he's pushing himself too hard and going mm. full, just tearing himself apart a little bit trying yeah. to get to this fight and if he gets there is he going to be able to do what he wants to do yes yeah totally. especially like especially as someone that like does flow and is very free and loose and is willing to be creative in there if you're not able to fucking you know access parts of your body that you would normally use in sparring yeah i don't know like i don't know how well you do if you were stiff not well probably realistically yeah. probably not well you aren't <clears throat> you know we can all have bad days and i could have had a bad day it was just thank god that day went perfectly yeah 
Yeah, Though, I, would I yeah, say during, there were points in that day I where surprised. I thought to myself, I've heard so many fighters over the years on podcasts say things like, yeah, I just showed up and I just didn't feel like fighting that day. And then they lose. Yeah. And to be fair, there were moments where I'm like, I do not feel like fighting today. Fuck, is that happening to me? But it was just happened to be when I actually had to get get up and get ready and warm up, mm. I turned on. The switch did flick. Um, yeah. And we were sweet. And we yeah. were sweet. So, yeah, I was um, really happy. It was so... Didn't really do any celebrating because it ran so late. We had to drive an hour and a half back to Brisbane. We were all mm. going to go out... Um, drinking and stuff but slowly on the drive home all of us in this group chat were tasting going like we're just gonna go home and i was like me too you know yeah. we stopped at a mcdonald's and had maccas with my nice. team on the highway halfway get? i got a double quarter pounder large meal nice only ate the double the quarter pounder and i was full couldn't eat the fries oh. because my stomach's so small bro i had to like <laughs> rework my stomach back up <laughs> i couldn't eat as much like i ate the burger i was like oh, i'm so full can't eat anymore and my leg by that point i'm limping around as fuck so mm. drove home, Tegan drove home, iced, iced my leg. I couldn't go to sleep. I was too fucking pumped up and buzzed. So I was probably on my phone rewatching clips and messaging people that because UK were waking up and I posted on Instagram, Twitter and people messaged me mm. um, until probably 2, 2.30 in the morning. And then I messaged you saying, look, bro, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get up at 6am to watch Volk fight. Um, yeah. Because I genuinely am like, it'll be four hours from now. And I just fought and I just feel like I'm going to sleep for 10 straight hours. And never wake up again. Um, but I did only get four hours sleep because, again, so still buzzed from my own fight and slid out of my bed to not wake up my girlfriend, crawled to the couch, watched the the video, the fight on my phone, and it was just sort of right as they were, like, doing the announcements because I was like, oh, shit, I've woken up late. And they were doing the announcements of the fighters in the cage. Mm-hmm. And then I watched four minutes of that. Was and it then really I, that long? Fuck. And then I locked my phone. Went, went back to sleep. Took a few breaths. I definitely sat out there for like five minutes, sort of like breathing, I would yeah. say. <clears throat> That's all I can say I was doing, really just breathing, coping. Yeah. And then I just was like, I don't know what to do right now. I'm so exhausted, but I don't think I can sleep. And I'm also depressed, but also really still happy because I just want my fight now. I'm fucking yeah. the man, you know? So it was a very weird, like you called it a cocktail of emotion. Um, mm. And then I opened the door, crawled back to bed. My girlfriend woke up and she goes, oh, how was how did Volk go? <laughs> and I just go, I don't want to talk about it. And then I, <laughs> and then I just put the covers over my head. And oh. then she's like, oh, okay. And then she went back to sleep. And then I thought I would go back to sleep, but just couldn't, man. I just could not go back to sleep. I just was like awake, messaging you, and then just scrolling through the phone again, um, responding to messages and stuff, so... I was pretty wrecked on Sunday. I was sore, wrecked. I went over to Jared's place. He had the footage that he had shot on his TV screen and we rewatched the fight. Start to finish for the first time. He got me a cheesecake. Best part about it though, Gaz, is I opened the cheesecake of which he had pre-prepared before the fight because we're supposed to go back to his place after the fight. I opened Mm. it up and it has written in purple on this American baked cheesecake, my favorite kind of cheesecake. In purple, he had written, better luck next time. (laughs) Ha (laughs) <laughs> and i just start pissing myself laughing i'm like you are such a cunt dude you're such a piece <laughs> of shit you're so funny yeah. dude. and he just started laughing at the biggest shit eating grin on his face i'm like yep that's 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 what best friends are for that's, that's how you know he has friend. confidence that you'd win though yeah true no, he's not true. bullshitting 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, oh, that's when I know I'm like, he really did think he really did think I was going to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fact that he would do better luck next time thinking it'd be a funny joke after I win my fight. Um, mm. Hilarious. So funny. So funny. Um, and then I just sort of chilled for the rest of the day when I saw my other friends debriefed, just sort of had a bit of a victory lap. Eight chicken wings. Yes, I was going to ask. Eight chicken wings, eight cheesecake, sat on the couch and just relaxed for for the rest of my Sunday. And um, yeah, then I was in bed early, got a good night's sleep and back to work Monday. And then you're sort of like back to reality. There were a lot of people at work, obviously knew I was fighting. So there was definitely a day of people going, how'd you go? Oh my God, what happened? So I definitely yeah. did get a bit of that too. And then I was back in the gym Monday. People that didn't make it to the fight were like, gym was buzzing. So I was yeah. like, it was definitely been a, it's been a very good few days riding a high of one of the best moments of my life. And then getting to edit the video together. The photographer that's there hasn't released the photos yet. So I'm still waiting for photos because I want to post a post on yeah. Instagram with like photos, but I'm waiting. I'm like, I want to get the professional photos first before I do a post. Um, Jared took some amazing photos too that I've got. Like, I was just so lucky to have people that were taking photos capturing moments so like i get to live this dream yeah but i also have like an amazing video that i could just relive anytime i want so yeah yeah this is just the coolest thing ever i'm just gonna talk about myself forever this is great <laughs> my favorite topic That's okay Look, if there's any if there's any time to do it today right, yeah. this, this episode is the one you know you understand you, never, you get it you would do the you'll, same well you'll never debut again no it's true like you only have one chance really like sure second fight would be cool we'll talk about it a lot but it's not the set you don't have it that same first fun. experience yeah i think there was a, a live stream it turns out of it oh I don't know you how fucking bastard i don't know how good it was though yeah. i don't know if anyone watched it i don't like i didn't actually see anything yeah i never saw enough. video from it i don't really know yeah, um, yeah i don't really know Oh, sorry. I thought I heard something, but I was like, fuck, Holland's just being so loud <laughs> in the room. I was like, what the fuck is that noise? Um, yeah, but so I'm not, I'm not sure. But part of me was like, I didn't really want to tell people online too much because I was like, I just wanted to focus on my friends and family there, be in the moment and yeah. make the most of the moment. And I know I was going to film it. So I'm like, people are going to see the fight as they have. I obviously yeah. released it. So it's no stress anyway. But I think for my next fight, knowing that, I know I can perform that well under pressure. I know I can be a good fighter in a fight. So now I know yeah. that about myself, prove that about myself. I'm more than happy to now start promoting my fights. Yeah. Way more next time. Like for my next fight, I'm going to be like, fucking be there if you live in Brisbane, buy fucking tickets. Here's the link to the stream. I'm fucking yeah. fighting. Fucking watch me. Because now I'm like, oh, I know I can. Whereas I had questions of myself. I believe I can. I'm confident I can, but until I do it, I don't know for sure. Can I be that guy in the moment? Man mm. in the arena type shit. And now I know I've, I 100% I'm that guy. I'm the type of person yeah. that when the pressure's on, that might have been my best... I sure, I call it sparring, but that might have been my best one I've ever done. That might have been the best time fight I've ever fought. I don't think so necessarily, but you know what yeah, I mean? It's a good time to have one. It's a good... But that's it. You hear all the time about people that are killers in gyms, but when the fight comes, they can't do it. Yeah, I'm. I'd rather be the guy that because I tell you what, my coach is like, man. Sometimes you suck shit at hitting pads. Sometimes I'm not <laughs> great, but I tell you what, as long as it, when it comes to the fight, I do that and I can yeah. impress my team and coach. I'm like, well, I don't think that they care as if I'm doing that. As long as I do that, they don't give a fuck. 
Because when it matters most, all good, bro. Yeah. All good. Anyway. Do you want to... Yes. ...his album, 2 yeah. Done 4? Yeah, I mean, we got here. I got to admit to you, though, Gaz, I only woke up and saw Volk, and I just... I've been too depressed to go... Why would... you? And also, That's everyone fine. on Twitter is like, it's the most cursed card oh, ever. let's so why, talk about you, it. I didn't want to go back and watch, so I haven't seen Usman... Um, Hamzat. Hamzat. I didn't see... I saw the Johnny Walker, like, post-fight stuff, but I didn't actually watch the fight itself. I've just seen the... Yeah. I'm in the desert. Like, I know the results, obviously, <laughs> and I know, th- like, there were some dick kicks. Doctors said, no, you won't kick in the balls. People are throwing up. Yeah. I yeah, know, yeah. like, I know there was chaos, but I haven't I want to go through fight themselves. by fight. Is this the sort of card where it's like, the stories aren't even the fights themselves. Who cares how the fights played out? Oh, Just let me tell yeah. you about this, the crazy shit that happened. Yeah, and some of the crazy shit is in the fights for sure. Okay. Um, but a lot of it is weirdly outside. What do you mean? Um, well, like for example, first second fight of the night, um, Victoria Dudikova versus Ginny Frey. They they have a fine fight. It goes to uh, Dudikova, whatever. She gets into the media room afterwards and is like, "Yeah, I've got stuff covering my entire." Um, ass and genitals and it burst during the fight and I'm covered in blood holy fuck and that was, the sec- that was the second fight of the night what the fuck yeah yeah what what a fucking way to open eh <laughs> and people have to go and people have to go and fight on that mat now like they're not cleaning that between rounds people have to go and f- like for the rest of the day fight on that mat Dude. With your, like, burst staff. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking insane. Yeah. Second fight of the night. We've got more coming. Um, Was she okay? Oh, yeah. I mean, she won. Like, I don't know if she's... I don't, I don't know anything about Victoria Dudikova, I'll be honest. But Yeah. I think she's fine. She looked fine. She sat in the media room and just talked about it casually. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. Pretty nuts. Yeah. Nathaniel Wood. The, Nathaniel Wood for Mohamed Naimov. Now I know what I know about this is you've been saying no one got fucked on this card more than that Nathaniel Wood. Is that true? Yeah. Nathaniel Wood got fucked over badly. He was clearly so much better than this dude. Okay. And arguably won two rounds anyway. And this fucking guy was grabbing the cage, was grabbing inside the glove when he almost got finished. Was like, There was another way he cheated, and I can't remember how, but he did something else. There was three three big fucking cheats. That so he, he just, well, yeah. Fuck multiple fuck. cage grabs. A, a glove grab when he was like being ground and pounded to stop himself being finished. Yeah, something else, and it was infuriating because Wood is such a cool fighter, and this yeah. he shouldn't he shouldn't have taken this fight. Like, why not? Obviously, because he was on the verge of being ranked anyway. This like he should have been fighting a top fifteen guy at this point, but he yeah. came in short notice to fight this fucking Mohammed Naimov, and the guy just fouled him to bits. And bless Wood, afterwards is like hugging and smiling and like he's he's such a cool guy, but 
he the entire fight was the most infuriating thing to watch as a fan of this like flawed but very fun scrappy yeah. featherweight yeah that's... and that so that was just twitter was fucking enraged at that. yeah yeah and what referee was that uh it was the one that looks like giga chikadze <laughs> if you know the one yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know his name. Wait, not like, not like, not uh, like, Evil Levine still doesn't do refereeing, does he? No, not Evil not Levine. Evil. Yeah, okay. Evil no, he's got the full giga beard and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I just thought, I'm like, Evil Levine does sort of look like a little giga. Well, <laughs> giga looks like Evil Levine, really. I mean, with all due respect, because fuck giga. Who cares? You know what I mean? <laughs> Remember when I told you all gigas can get fucked up by Calvin Cater? You did. You yeah, did. I, I told you that. You killed that, for sure. That was a, a, you know. I'm not always. Know I'm definitely not always right, honest. but once in a while, I, there's things I'm sure about. Yeah. There's people I'm like they're overrated. I don't see it. I don't see what you guys see. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. What the. Fuck? Uh, what the fuck. Well, then you had Mike Braden versus Anshul Jubilee. I want to say, um, India's first men's fighter. I think. In the UFC. Yeah. And Jubilee wins the first two rounds handily. Looks good doing it. You know, whatever. Not the story of the fight. Yeah. The story of the fight is that Breeden then comes out in the third round and just what follows him around the cage barking at him. <laughs> just the entire fight. It, it was three minutes into the third round. He just spent three barking minutes at him. following around barking him. And Jubilee had no idea what the fuck to do. He didn't look like he gassed to me. He looked yeah. like he was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What, what's this guy doing? And then Breeden knocks him out. Just throws oh. a punch. Oh, God. Drops him. And yeah. Jubilee collapses. Yeah. Oh. And then Breeden gets on in the media room and is like... So even when he's walking out, the commentary team are like, he's very clearly got a cut above his eyebrow. Which opens in the fight, obviously. And oh then he gets backstage and he's like, yeah, I've also got staff. Jesus Christ. Um, it, uh, I don't know if you know, but the, I think when the UFC goes to Abu Dhabi, they act as their own commission. There isn't an official Abu Dhabi commission there. So the UFC stands yeah. in as their own yes. commission. Yeah, I, I'm aware. Which there are certain places follows... like that. It's not just Abu Dhabi. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it follows that there's just so much bullshit going on. Correct. Regarding Well, yeah, you remember the promoters in charge of... Yeah. Have they made weight? Well, the promoter wants them to make weight. Yeah. So... Yeah. And likewise, like, Dana comes out afterwards. People ask him about the staff. Which is brave, you know. Respect to the media for actually like challenging who the asked? narrative a little who bit. Asked? Oscar? I don't know. I no, it wasn't Oscar. I don't know who it was. It was an American. We guy. love Oscar. Bit of a shield. We do love I Oscar. fucking love Oscar. <laughs> love him. Love him to death. Favorite. Yeah. Easily my favorite media person in ever. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um. But he. But someone asks Dana, and Dana's like, "Oh, what a piece of shit for telling people that. Like, if you're hiding it from the commission, then just." shut up about it after the fight too <laughs> yeah that's a promoter talk that's yeah. A, yeah okay thanks thanks Dana I get what he's saying though but it's also like 
Dane is so funny because he's so blatantly honest about being a piece of shit. Yeah. But everyone just thinks it's normal. You know? It's like, no, he's still a piece of shit. He's still slimy. But we're all like, that's fine because he's just honest about it. And it's like, no, that's... (laughs) It's only funny when it's like Chael Sun and it doesn't matter. This is a guy where, like, he's in control of a lot of money and people's health and livelihoods. Careers, yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, Javid Basharat versus Victor Henry. Cool fight. Cool fight on paper. Um, good first round. Second round starts. And Javid Basharat throws a low kick. And Henry falls to the ground like he was being held up by strings and the strings have been cut. Yeah. He just crumples, grabbing his cock and balls. Um, and is you know effectively crying in the cage like screaming in pain can't move you're talking about victor henry here yeah victor henry yeah 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 yeah. awful awful kick um worst i've seen worst like nut shot i've seen for sure Yeah. yeah doctor comes in and is like mate it was a low kick come on crack on the doctor the doctor doesn't get to decide that that's not no, the doctor's he doesn't, job. Does he? he doesn't, does he? But he did. He comes in and he's like, right, well, wasn't a wasn't a low kick, mate. Oh, sorry, it wasn't a low blow, mate. What are you, the kick. referee? What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, right. He's, I, I, like, and I understand that. Had he bet a lot of money on Bashara? I don't know. I don't know. But it, I understand the point of view in that, like, the video doesn't look very much like it hits the cup. It does look like it hits the inside of the thigh. But Victor Henry is either a fucking incredible actor or was in a lot of pain, you know? Yeah. I don't think he was lying about that for a second. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen that video of him rolling around. I'm like, it looks pretty yeah. fucking convincing. I don't know. Yeah. And it was it was like a solid five minutes of it. And it got past the five minute mark. And obviously he couldn't continue. So the doctor waved it off. So you're just watching this card, right? Yeah. And there's just a dude for five minutes rolling around in the floor and is nuts. Yeah. What the fuck? He tries to get up a couple times and he just can't. Like, he just can't open his legs, you know? Um, yeah. And Josh Barnett has to carry him out of the cage. Jesus Christ. They get shout backstage. Out to Josh Barnett. John Anik, by the way, is going fucking livid. Is right he? At this point. He, he is like. Like throughout the rest of the broadcast, is making multiple references to like, oh yeah, right. But he, he was just a low kick. <laughs> he's he's so oh, mad. John yeah, and he's like giving updates. He's like, by the way, uh, Victor Henry is throwing up in the back. Just the low kick, by the way. Just so you know. <laughs> just 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 constantly on it. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that Victor Henry's nuts have like swollen up to the size of Satsuma's. Oh god. He's like been, you know, been at the hospital. Apparently, he's doing okay now. He's like walking somewhat now. Um, holy shit! Javid Basharat is still insistent that it was a low kick and that Victor Henry's lying, well, which is really funny because fucking idiot. The fight wasn't that like fight wasn't dominant for Basharat. Like Basharat probably won the first round, but it was a close competitive fight. Yeah, he, there was no reason for Henry to quit. Yeah. Stupid. So stupid. Then Tim Elliott and Muhammad Muhammad Makayev had like the standard Muhammad Makayev fight where 
he looks bad for two rounds and then just pulls out a sub in the third. He's the Brian Ortega of the flyweight division. He very much is, just not as cool. Yeah, definitely not. I do apologize. I, the comparison is purely on, you know, <laughs> purely on result. Pulling shit out your ass. To yeah, win. Pure, yeah, yeah, exactly. Not on coolness. Coolness. Is, I mean, Brian Ortega is a vibe. He's yeah. an absolute. I vibe. like him. Yeah, there's no vibe around Muhammad Mikhaev. No, not much. No. no. He, yeah, he he did a very cool little peek out. Tim Elliott was like pulling his head up to land knees, you know, so he didn't have his weight on his hands. Yeah. Um and. Mohamed Makayev does a little peek out, runs round, puts him into half guard and gets the arm triangle with like two minutes to go. So fair play to him. Tim won the first two rounds, I thought quite clearly. Um You know, it's cool. Yeah. I'm not I'm not huge on Makayev, so yeah. I was sort of hoping for Tim Elliott to get that. Yeah, okay. But like, you know, it is what it is. It's what it is. Um, anything uh, on the main card before the co-man and main that was worth talking about? Yeah, yeah, there is. Because Saeed Namagomedov, he's like good at two things, really. Yeah. He's good at kicking. Yeah. And he's good at guillotines and ninja chokes. Yeah. And Gafarov, his opponent, runs in straight away on a double leg and just gives Namagomedov a, a ninja choke off the bat. Like within seconds, I mean, it was a minute, but it was one of the most poorly executed game plans of all time. Um, just giving his opponent exactly what he wanted. Yeah, just silly shit. Is what you're saying? Just silly shit. Just silly shit. Yeah. Ikram Eliskarov knocked out a welterweight. Cool. Yeah. D DC was glazing him up afterwards. Of course. Like, oh, this guy needs to be fighting in the top ten now. This, who who can answer the call to Ikram Eliskarov? And it's like, oh, he's knocked out like two guys and one of them's a welterweight and an old welterweight at that. Yeah. It's not that crazy. Yeah, okay. Um, so that was a bit annoying, but like, yeah. Magomed Ankalaev versus Johnny Walker. This is one that we talked about beforehand. Yeah. And it looked Why like it was going Why does Johnny Walker only have weird fights? Just bizarre yeah, things man. happen when Johnny Walker enters the octagon. He's a mythical but fighter. He is, for sure. But he He's... was also winning. He was winning the fight. Yeah, which we like, both predicted. Ankalaev... We both called for Walker to win this fight. Yeah. I love the matchup for Walker. Yeah. I I mean, it was also entirely just a Just Vibes pick, though. Yeah. Like, I don't know how much I really expected Walker to win. And would I pick Walker I think again? I don't like a... know. Yeah. But he was just kicking his legs out and boxing him up a little bit. Yeah. And then he throws a flying knee, and Ankalaev takes his back and runs him to the cage, and then just knees him in the head, sort of Pityan style. Yeah. Not as devastating, but it wasn't, you know, Walker wasn't in transition between being grounded and being not grounded. He was very clearly, like, on all fours. And yes. Oh, no, I've seen the, the knee, yeah. Yeah. It was horrifically, and, and it should have been a DQ because that's how the fuck. It should have work. been a DQ because that's yeah. how the rules work. You would be right in thinking that. I would. Be, however, yeah. we're in Abu Dhabi. Um, doctor comes in and immediately asks Walker, like, you know, what's up? Do you know where you are? And Walker allegedly goes the desert, which, in Dana's words, wrong. he's not wrong. No, he's so not wrong funny. At all. So fucking he's funny. He's not wrong. 
And the doctor's like, right, he's clearly compromised. Meanwhile, well, so he stops the fight. And Walker and Uncle Iob are like still trying to fight each other between the officials. Yeah. Not in like a, I don't yeah. think in like a angry at each other way. I don't know. Well, like a... it was weird because Johnny Walker's, I'm like, dude, he's waving. And it, Johnny Walker's like not paying attention to it at all. So maybe he mm. was fucked. I don't know. I mean, maybe, but you, I, I'm under the impression that people get five minutes to recover from an illegal strike. Yeah, exactly. And also, if he gives an answer like the desert, which is ambiguous, start holding up your fingers. You know, if he can't read how many fingers, is that the same doctor with the nuts? Uh, It was the same doctor with the nuts. Oh my god, dude! What do you mean, bro? The commentary were losing their shit. John Attic must have been fucking blowing his brain off. DC was pretty upset as well. Oh my god. Which, like, when you get company man DC upset at the UFC's practices. Ugh. That's huge. Yeah. That is Um, crazy. But yeah, no, so Johnny Walker and Magman and Clive are, like, still trying to fight each other between the officials. Um, Not even in, like, a they're mad at each other way, just in like yeah. a nah, this isn't stopped. Come on. Let's keep going. Um Yeah. Dana has to get in the cage and like tell Johnny Walker to fuck off. Yeah, fair. Um, which is a rare, you know, little intervenence from the president. Yeah. Well it's well, it's his job really when that happens. It is his job. I just it's been a while. It's been a while since something has like looked like it's gonna kick off, but Yeah. Yeah, funny. Um, I guess Murray's you do the rematch. Been... I guess you do the re- the rematch. You, yeah, so it'll be like a, and you know, it'll be in the apex or something. Yeah, it'll be an ma- apex main event. Yeah, do I you know not. where? And do you know where that is? It's in Vegas. No, to the desert. Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys! Come on, guys! Comedy. So yeah, I wasn't. I was like. I thought maybe you're trying to say something about the commission. No. But no, no you are. You are totally it's, right. It's, 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 he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. Yeah, he's not. God, I hope it happens again. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you in the desert? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, fucking classic. I, I must say, I apologise more for not watching the all of the fights. More... Only the co-main because it sounded like a, legit, a real fight that happened. Yeah, that was where the rest of the card just seemed like a fucking piece of shit show. So I don't care about that. The main event we'll mm. get to, but co-main, I apologize. The reason I've watched it, I only saw the main event. Depression kicked in after that. Didn't want it. Didn't want to think about it. Didn't want it to ruin my high that I've had from my own fight. And I hope that you understand my own fight is the only excuse I have to miss other fights. So that's just what I've got. But co-main event, what I know of it. Kamar Usman, Hamzat Chemaev, first round, absolutely dominant 10-8 and all three judges school cards to Hamzat. Yep. As the fight went on, Usman opened up a bit, looked a bit better, especially towards the end of the third round. Is that sort of how it went down? Yeah, uh, Hamzat does his classic thing of coming out hard in the first round. Takes Usman down. Usman sprawls on the initial shot, but he he very clearly doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, okay. he doesn't have that explosivity anymore. Like he sprawls, but it's not. Well, great twelve sprawl. days notice, bro. Let's and be. Come I on, know, man, but he he looked old. Did he? Yeah. Okay. 
there's there's like a look that fighters get yeah. when they start to look old. There, you, there is. Old. You're right. Okay, I trust um, you. I like. I think he can still beat fucking good guys. He's still Kamara yeah. Usman a little bit, not even a little bit, like seventy percent. But he's not a hundred percent Kamara Usman. You know. Yeah. Um, but he he sprawls off the initial shot, but not very well. And Hamza just runs the pipe, ends up tripping him down, and gets on his back. Spends the rest of the round punching him or trying to choke him. Um, almost gets a rear naked choke at one point when Usman's like standing up. He has like a backpack, and Usman does a front flip, sort of Michael Chandler style, to get him off. Yeah. Other than that, it's just Usman. Uh, it's just Chimaev pounding on him second round starts and it's just they it's pretty bad actually they just faint at each other for a long time um usman lands some more punches than jamayev does yeah that's a good one too yep. i think he like faints a level change and then fires a one two and it yeah, makes hands up you know do a big step back and whiff his head around Third round, I think they both sort of just decide to scrap. Okay. It's not it's not super high paced. Yeah. You know, they both fight. Hamza gets a takedown. I think Usman gets up because they end the round swinging, swinging at each other. Yeah, I saw the end bit. Yeah. Um, I think it was a clear draw. To be honest, I don't. You know thought it was a clear draw. Give, I don't know how you can give Chimaev round two or round three. Okay, interesting. And I've, I heard, think... I've heard people say they can't believe it was a majority. Like, Hamza won every round. Uh, definitely not. Okay. He he definitely didn't win round two. Okay. And I think I think the people giving him round three are factoring in the takedown as more than it should be because he didn't land anything from that set, that third takedown. But you agree with the ten eight in round one? I I agree. Yeah, I've seen some discrepancy on it. I think there was yeah. definitely enough there. Because Utsma didn't have moments. Like, there was nothing he got going. It was a clear dominant round for Hamza. I don't think it matters if Usman was, like, nearly finished. I think he had literally zero moments of success in that fight, in that round. All five minutes were for Hamza. Right. To me, that's a 10-8. Like, it's a clear dominant round where Usman gets nothing going. Okay. So, to me, to yeah. me that's 10-8. Okay, great. So, majority... Yeah. So, draw... Ended up being a majority decision. One judge saw yep. it as a draw, two saw it for Hamza. Are you mad at the decision? No, because, like... Does he get the title shot? Do you give him the title shot? He does shot get that? the title shot. He he gets the t- he shouldn't, but he does get the title shot. I- I'm asking you, should UFC... he though? No, no. What should he happen? Drew, Tell me what... He drew with a short notice welterweight. Okay. What should happen is that Drikus Duplessis fights Jordan Strickland. Okay. And Hamza fights someone like Robert Whittaker, or like a Jared Cannonier or a Paulo Costa. I you used, would have I would have in the past been like Robert Whittaker's a nightmare matchup for Hamza Chimaev, worst possible matchup for Hamza Chimaev. I yeah. still believe that in my heart, I but also I have more doubts now than I used to after what yeah. happened with Drikus because I thought the same thing about Drikus. I just think, yeah, I mean, I agree to be honest yeah. It, yeah. It, it's, I have it nothing to say I don't nervous. yeah it, it has to it has to Gaz nothing makes sense anymore but, yeah nothing makes sense the thing sense. is right is that Drikus Duplessis knocking out Robert Whittaker is however much we might hate it fucking horse shit is what it is a very very good win 
a sens- it's a sensational win that nobody thought he'd get unless you were just like a, a troll you know yeah unless you were just fucking about and like yeah he's gonna do it man just watch nobody that had seen them both fight had yeah. any impression that Whitaker might lose that fight other than Rika's throwing something big and landing yeah but it wasn't that it was Drikus won the minutes and knocked him out and took him just, down yeah. and pounded him out like I, uh, on the ground for the yes, first round because I've it seen was, it we yeah, don't need no, to relive I, yeah, it yeah, but I'm just, I'm just like getting the point across that like it was a super super impressive performance against we were all there guys yeah, one of we the best middleweights we in the all, world we were all there we were all there Hamza had what I believe to be a draw against a short notice welterweight who is past his prime. He's 36 years old. Not that, like, the age necessarily means yeah. past prime, but you know what I mean. No, no. The point being, I don't think that Hamza should get the fight. He will, because the UFC is running his nuts right now, and Drikus has pissed off the UFC because he turned down a short notice fight. Yeah. Um, so Drikus will probably fight like uh, Paulo Costa or Jared Cannonier or someone and Hamza will get the Strickland fight and I don't yeah. know how that goes because Hamza definitely slowed down in this fight with Usman once again which he did against Burns as well but Burns put a pace on Hamza and Usman didn't really put a pace on him and Hamza still slowed down after the first round, which was entirely him, is entirely paced by him. So Hamza sort of claimed that maybe his hand was broken after the first round. I don't know how, because all he was doing was landing ground and pound. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can just cop a bad angle. It doesn't take much you to could. break your hand and hurt your you hand could. in an MA glove. If you just get the angle wrong, bro, you can definitely break your hand. For sure. But it, it nothing's been confirmed yet either. He just said it in an interview. Right, okay. So there's definitely a chance that maybe he just gassed. And he was breathing heavily yeah. into the mic afterwards, but like, you know. I don't know how much you can read into that. He was in a fight. So it's tough, right? Because does Strickland just walk over him? Yeah. In terms of have a tough first round and then just get in his face and jab him and right hand him to death. I don't know, but then I could also see comes out just Right. Imagine Sean Strickland Adesanya and Hamza Chabaya back to back. What the fuck are we talking about? Yeah. And it's a possibility. It's a super, it's definitely a possibility. We've not seen Hamza go five rounds. He's looked, in his ones that have gone past the first round, he's looked bad. So it's, it's totally possible that Strickland could do it if he can defend takedowns and defend his neck for a whole round. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the the sad one? I don't. Not really. I don't <laughs> no. want to. I don't want to. No. What do you want me well, to say, Gaz? What do you want should. me to say? Like, I mean, they came out. Mm-hmm. Not much to be said, really. I think Volk was a little less aggressive than I thought he would be to start. He defended the takedown well. He was good in the clinch. I was a bit encouraged by that early. I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Volk might be able to gas Islam earlier. 
But he Islam was also a little more patient. They were both a little more patient when I thought they'd both be more aggressive. Um, mm. Yeah, did the left kick worry me at first? Maybe a little, but I didn't think much of it. I was just like, nah, it's all yeah. sweet. Box vol. Um, and then what happened happened. And then I don't know what to tell you, Gaz. I don't know what to tell you. Like well, there's a, 12 there's a days notice. Yes, realistically. And this isn't me being coping Volk fan. Realistically, it's 12 days notice. When you talk about top one and two pound for pound, three months after surgery, just had a new kid, not training as much. Volk was not pre- cutting 12 kilos. Volk simply not prepared to fight a full training camp top two pound for pound fighter. Realistically, no. either way you put it, if it was, she was on the other foot, it would be right, all in Volk's favor. Yeah. And yeah. really, it shouldn't count towards legacy, but I'm not going to cope. The truth is, Volk stepped in there. And when you step in there, you got to live with the consequences. And the consequences are, he lost the fight, first round knockout. He yeah. lost. So he's not pound for pound number one. He can't be, even though I still think he is the better pound for pound fighter. It doesn't matter. You've got to live with the consequences with this circumstance. And the truth is, Volk's done that. He made the choice. He's a big boy. I backed him. I will always back him. I still back him. But does it make me fucking depressed? Yeah. Do I wish now it never happened? Yeah. Yeah. I would rather yeah. have lived in a world where we debate the fight forever. It's my favorite first fight forever. Now that's ruined. Fuck <laughs> this. Yeah. I I think I got a lot of my grief out when the fight was made because I was so convinced that this was a terrible idea. And during fight week, I sort of was like, fuck it, it's happening, and we're never going to get that trilogy. Let's just enjoy it. Hopefully it's fun. Maybe Volk can do it. Um, Obviously, he didn't do it, and we have lost that trilogy probably forever. Yeah. Um, Unless something silly happens. But Volk's only around for another year or two. Yeah. I don't think... I don't think we will ever get that trilogy fight now. No, no, I don't know. I think it's over. Um, and that's the biggest fucker for me, really. No, I, I know. I'm upset that we'll Volk always got have the first out. fight. We'll always have the first fight. Yeah, I I, I'm upset that Volk got knocked out for sure. Um, to me, it's not like it could have gone worse. He didn't. He wasn't like badly injured. He got knocked out, but he wasn't out cold. It wasn't, you know, he he fell on the cage and got hit a few times and then got up and, you know, was talking fine and seemed okay. Yeah, exactly. So it it doesn't worry me hugely for the future of Alex Volkanovsky. And well, it's not a big yeah. legacy destroyer. Like we just know easy. we're in the... Tw- no, we, we know... We, he's a Hall of Famer. He he's one of the greatest. Player. He's one of the greatest of all time. He's one of the greatest. He's the greatest featherweight of all time. And yeah, he is thirty-five. He's yeah. in the twilight of his career, no matter which way you look at yeah. it. So we've just got to enjoy him while he's here. I think yeah. now for the rest of it. I I don't want to talk yet about what's next. I don't want to talk about no. earlier. No, we can talk about that when it's something to talk about. I agree. Do I think it should be in January? No, February, no. March. I'm happy with. Don't yeah. take January Volk. February, I'd be okay with. March, yep. super happy with. Yep. Not happy with. Wait till 300, bro. Get on the 300 card. You deserve it. Co-main uh, event 300 with for the does, He does deserve it, but man, from him talking about how he gets when he's not active, I want him to get in there. No, bro. The, the answer is not getting in there. The answer is get fucking therapy. 
The answers well, yeah, get help. Obviously. The problem, this problem's the cycle for fighters, where this becomes their obsession in their life, and they don't know what to do without it. The solution is get help, not yeah. keep feeding the issue, because eventually he's going to yeah. retire. What's he going to do then? That doesn't beat the root cause. Wait till three hundred, get help. That was a cry for help. That's what I heard. And did it make me cry? Yeah, I cried. Yeah, did I cry? Did my girlfriend see me cry over Volkanovski? Yeah, she did. Because I'm like, can I like this man even more? Apparently I can. Yeah. Because it's like, man, every if Volk can go through it, we can all go through it. We know that. I've been through it. You've you've gone through it. We've all been through it. Turns out Volk can go through it too. Someone on Twitter compared it to seeing their dad cry. Yeah. Not like one to one, but like. Remember when on Clubhouse when I, when I cried that time? And, well, not that time. In, by the end of it, it was a <laughs> lot. But that, you know what I mean? That first time. Yeah. Um, the I remember seeing on the Discord when people responded, people said, it's like, it's like watching their dad cry. And I was like, this is my version of that. It was Vault. Mm. Yeah. It's Vault. Yeah. Crying. It was super. It was super tough. And... Inspirational, though. I was like, that's some real shit yeah. right there. That's some real man yeah. fucking shit to get up there and still do that. But classic yeah. Aussie thing as well to like try to downplay it yeah. and call it um, doing my head in. Most head Aussie in. way to yeah. say it was like, just do my head in. I was like, classic. Fucking the most <laughs> Aussie way to say, I am depressed. Help. Yeah. Doing my yeah. head in. I, I, for me, I think that he just is brutally aware of how close he is to the end. Yeah. He knows the curtain call's coming, and, and he's just every making second, that bank. Every second that he's not booked to fight is wasted. I think he needs. I mean, he's got a great online channel, Cooking Vox Sick. I mean, mm-hmm. he just. I just think he's so brutally focused on fighting. Other fighters that have other outlets and have things and get distracted, he just doesn't have that. He has some things, but really, he just sort of puts that to the side and focuses on fighting whenever he needs mm-hmm. to. I mean, I think he needs to be focusing on that now at this stage of his career. And if that means he loses a fight or two down the road, yeah, so be it. It's, he's done it all now anyway. You know what I yeah. mean? He's Hall of Fame. His legacy's written. Make your money now. Who cares? You have nothing to prove. You're the goat featherweight. You're a Hall of Famer. You've done it all. You've headlined International Fight Week and won. You've, do- you've done everything. Just get your roses, get your flowers, and set yourself up for your future life. He's cooking with Volk. He's a genius. He needs his own cooking show in Australia. That has to happen. Got to open a restaurant up. Surely own restaurant chains. Surely own like nice high class restaurant chains and hires just the best chefs and just goes in there and does videos with them. Surely, like he's a rich guy and can have a good business career that brands himself. Like all these fighters have hot sauces, whiskeys, beers, you know, whatever. He yeah. should own fucking restaurants. I agree, he should have a he's... cooking show. It's Volkanovski. He's a but he's a Dillashaw-esque competitor. He really I is. Think, Obsessive. I think that he will... He's so, he, like, he wants legacy, and he wants more and more and more and more and more. And that's great, but being aware at the same time, being as self-aware and grounded as Volk is at the same time is such a curse, because he knows that he's not got long for it now. Yeah. He knows that there's so little time to make the records that he wants to have. And yeah, yeah, and he's just like he can't do it all. And every second that he's not booked to fight, he's is I get I, this is my interpretation anyway, is that he feels like it's being wasted. It's just yeah. a wasted time that he'll never get back. You know? Yeah, I get it. I get um, it. 
giving credit to Islam though, and I do want to give a bit of credit to Islam. Yeah, you have to. Very, very good read yeah. on the first fight. Agreed. It was something that a lot of people were saying. The body yeah. kicks were paying dividends. Whatever. Um, Volker's always had trouble with that open side kick. Whatever. He's always been able to mitigate it quite well. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, he's always been fast oh, enough and, and fit enough. Man, and I'm really tired. Eh? Twitchy I'm enough really to be like... able to just get around it. Um, but on short notice, I don't think he had time to game plan defensively. And all of the pre-fight media, Do all of the pre-fight media, stuff from the United States government's a distraction, guys. <laughs> yeah, a distraction? It's a, a distraction from Volk being brutally from what's going out. on in the Middle East. Distraction from the war in the Ukraine. Do you think that's what <laughs> we're it is? not talking about? Fucking Gaza. <laughs> we're not doing that. What? I don't care. What? How much you want to avoid this fight? What? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> but I, I genuinely do want your take though, because all of the all of the pre-fight media was Vox saying, "I don't have time to prepare for if things go badly. I don't have time to prepare for his what he's going to do to me. I've just got to prepare to do what I want to do to him." Obviously, he didn't get that going. He said in there he felt like he couldn't pull the trigger. Which worries me because it does happen to older guys. You know, I don't think it's older guys. I think it's a guy with no training camp. I'm not willing to say it's an older guy thing either. Yeah. Yet, but twelve days notice post surgery, not training as much. Like even he admitted afterwards, he's like, yeah, definitely training as much I normally am training because he just come off surgery and just had another kid. He's got a newborn baby. Like I don't blame. He's not being lazy. Certainly not. No. He's just like circumstantial. Worst time to say yes to it, but he was as he said, doing his head in. So yeah. I don't have any negative opinion. I don't read anything into no. this yet. I'll, I won't read into it until his next fight with Ilya, no. whenever that happens. Hopefully, like March, April, UFC 300. I agree. Islam, well, I... yes, he looked great. He looked great. I... He's obviously smart. I've never doubted he could make reads and smart. I just wasn't sure if he'd be able to do it on 12 days notice. He obviously could. Yeah. He obviously did. Um, he said his, his Arab... Um, his Arab striking coach was the one that came up with that plan on short notice. Okay, well, congratulations to Islam. Congratulations to his team. Yeah, for real. All respect um, to Islam um, and what he did in there. Um, he is a gr- he is um, he is a great champion, as Volk said, and he's yeah. the pen, pen number one. You got to give it to him now. You have to. Yeah, yeah. So that I rest my case. Don't make me talk about it anymore, guys. Yeah. Uh, all, again, all I was gonna say was that it's just—it was a distraction. Clearly, the US, clearly, Vol- <laughs> clearly Volkanovski didn't have time to prepare defensively. UFC, you mean UFO? It all came apart. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Do you know where a lot of these UFO about? sightings oh, happen? Do you know where actually, a lot of the UFO sightings happen, Gaz? Do you want to know? Is the desert? It's in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where's area 51 in the de- um, it's all connected guys you're sitting here talking about fucking islam this who cares it's in the desert uh, anyway what's left to say i actually did want to ask about who's next for islam you're gonna say care. charles and i'm gonna agree i, I don't care that, no gaichi i think gaichi you reckon yeah, I do. I'm cool with either. 
I'm happy with it. I don't think Charles, I Charles beat Benil, whatever, but he also got swamped and then pulled out of the fight. If there was no one else, I'd agree, Charles. Just do Charles again. But but I actually think Gaethje's earned it more. He beat the fuck yeah. out of Fazeev. He beat Dustin Poirier. That's way more impressive than beating Benil to me. I mean, uh, I yeah, agree I, with that. Yeah, the low end of the last time Justin Gaethje lost Khabib. Is that the last time he lost? Yeah. Yeah, Khabib. Yeah, bro. Uh, I'm f- oh, yes, of course. He fought Oliveira and lost. Yeah. I'm still picking. I still think Gaethje gets it. New matchup, well, fresh matchup. Over Charles, yeah. Oh, really? Islam and Gaethje haven't fought. I want to see that. He's the BMF. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Fuck it. Oh, that- Okay, yeah. I thought you said H. When you said Gaethje gets it, I thought you meant like wins. Oh no! I, I, like, I, think Isla- okay. I think I think Islam wins. Yeah, yeah. But I I think Gaethje gets the fight. Yeah, and I think yeah, Charles I'm- can fight. I mean, I still want to see the Dustin Poirier rematch because I think Dustin Poirier beats Charles. I think Dustin Poirier is better than Charles. Okay. I think he. I mean, the first fight. <laughs> that's what I think. That's such a fucking cope. That's not a cope. That's, that's what. That's what happened. Cope. That is what happened. If that Dustin is exactly care, what happened, then maybe you shouldn't either. You know, no, maybe I, you I should just accept just a, that I think Dustin's just a good guy. I think Dustin's just out. a good sport. I think you should fucking watch what happened and open your fucking eyes. Stop being distracted cause... by the fucking UFO stories. <laughs> you know, but, but you're a sheep, that... Gaz. You're an absolute <laughs> fucking sheep. Following whatever Daddy Dana tells you. Look over here. You know, I'm seeing what's right in front of me. That's all I'm saying. And where the smoke, there's fire. And when there's a fucking finger in the glove, there's a finger in the fucking glove. You know, is this what this loss did to you? I don't want to talk you anymore. Just fucking about this. gone full Alex Jones on it. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> okay, we can end the podcast. Yeah. What matters is I won. <laughs> and that, okay. Yeah. I won. So I agree. we can remember that. If nothing else, Gaz, your mate, your friend, your buddy, Tyler, he, your co-host of mm-hmm. Switching Stances, I won. If that, yeah. Hopefully that makes up for it at least a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that does. Got, you know, redemption for the nation against someone else also from this nation, so it really counter, counteracts itself anyway. So, you know. Yeah. Well, next, next time okay. I'll fight a Russian, if I can. I'll fight a Russian <laughs> fight. Oh, great. Get me a Russian. They can't strike. Whatever. Uh. Anyway, thanks for watching, listening to this episode of Switching Chances. If you haven't seen it, go watch my fight video. Go support it. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you all know when I'm fighting next. And we'll be back, I guess, for Jones Miocic? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to talk about... No, I, do I, I don't really. I just we want to be We can talk active. about it afterwards. Yeah. It's, it's only fucking Derek Lewis anyway. Oh, it's God, not like I it's like a great no, fight. It's no, just, no. I want to say active, but there's not actually anything going on. So, yeah, okay, a couple of weeks off, back for Jones, Stephen Mirchic. Amazing. All right, thanks everyone for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Thank you, goodbye. Goodbye.